1: Two. With Lee Lansbury from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, taxes, and all the breaking news, hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lansbury on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lansbury. Into the final hour of this episode of Live Mike, uh, the final episode of the week. We'll take a break for a few days, and we back here Monday afternoon, twelve thirty. Have some conversations then. Uh, You know what? Let me give you a little sneak preview of Monday. I know it's a number of days away, but something I learned this morning, uh, which has a fascinating parallel today, it is that in 1919, going back uh, about 101 years, in April of 1919, when the world was battling the Spanish flu pandemic, as you and I today are battling the coronavirus pandemic, in 1919, in April, early April 1919, Woodrow Wilson, then president, uh, he uh, contracted the Spanish flu, and it had a pretty significant impact on events that followed his contraction of that virus. On Monday, uh, we're looking for a historian who has spent uh, a career examining the life of Woodrow Wilson, going to tell us the story of exactly how the pandemic impacted the presidency over 100 years ago, just one in an ever-growing list of parallels that we're drawing here between uh, the COVID-19 pandemic and, and the Spanish flu of a century ago. All right. You have been hearing us discuss the uh, the possibility of of there being some impacts, some significant impacts on the vice presidential debate, which is right now, as, as far as we know, uh, is scheduled to commence and be carried out as planned here in Utah's capital city of Salt Lake on the campus of the University of Utah. But the man who can uh, clear it all up for us, let us know exactly where things stand, at least right now, is uh, Hinkley Institute of Politics uh, director Jason Perry, also uh, serving as chairman of the campus's debate steering committee, joins us on the line now. Uh, Jason, sir, how are you?
0: Doing well, thanks. Glad to be with you.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, As you, uh, you know, either late last night or early this morning, came to learn the news of the president's uh, COVID-19 diagnosis, uh, you know, in your role as chairing the the campus's debate steering committee, what was the first question you asked yourself?
0: Well, the first one is, how is this going to impact the vice presidential debate? That was the thing that's gone through my mind and everyone else's.
1: Over the past number of hours, you've worked closer towards an answer to that question. What have you learned?
0: Yeah, we are going forward uh, with the vice presidential debate. This is this is maybe you know this big October surprise we got with uh, with the president of the United States. But uh, as of this morning, the whole machine engaged, not just here at the University of Utah, but also. Uh, with with those dealing with the Commission on Presidential Debates, uh, uh, Vice President Mike Pence was tested uh, this morning, along with his wife, has tested negative. Senator Harris has tested negative. None of them have been uh, in situations where the Center for Disease Control would say they should be uh, quarantined. So as of right now, both candidates are planning on being ready for this debate.
1: What have communications been like with the, the Commission on Presidential Debates? Have they, have they suggested or requested uh, any added parameters or any changes to operations, or are we just because of the uh, negative test results coming from the, the Pence family uh, moving forward with the plans that are in place now?
0: Yeah it's not just because they tested negative although that is a big component for their participation in the event but we have been working on our protocols for just such a scenario for a very long time for the past couple of months we've been working with the Cleveland Clinic and that's the that's the organization that has partnered with the Commission on Presidential Debates and we've put together a very detailed Set of protocols for every single person participating in this debate, uh, which includes not a single person will be ally- allowed inside the secure perimeter that has not tested negative. Uh, we have mm. we have a, a serious number of people just ready to go. So every student that's going in there, every member of the media, every member of the Commission on Presidential Debates is being tested.
1: Will mask wearing be uh, required of those in attendance and not participating in the debate? I I have learned since that there were a number of audience and you could see uh, from the broadcast, a number of audience members had declined masks that were being
0: distributed by the Cleveland Clinic. Uh,
1: Will that be allowed at the University of Utah?
0: Uh, I do understand that that was an issue in Cleveland, that but it is mandatory for us here not, on our campus and also for the people who will be participating so e- even right now, you see every worker that is out there on president 's Circle getting ready, every one of them is wearing a mask, and if they 're not they 're stopped immediately and given one or asked to leave. This is something we just have to do it 's been a requirement at the University of Utah uh, through this entire period, and that 's one thing we have We have said inside Kingsbury Hall and inside the secure perimeter has to be everyone has to be masked.
1: What's the spirit like at the university? I can imagine that there is one of great excitement. Right. We are playing host to something historic and certainly in the context of what transpired the other night in Cleveland between the two candidates. We will get a very different look at the campaigns and that will happen here at the University of Utah. What are spirits like?
0: Well, what you said is right. There is great excitement here on campus. When you go down around the site where this is going to be happening, from the volunteers to the people who are working on it, I think everyone really understands what a big deal it is to have this here. But I have to say, since this May, who knows what happens in the next coming days with the president and his health? This May – be the last debate that we see. And after what we had uh, happened in the last presidential debate, I think this is going to be the most watched political event that we have had. And it's because everyone is interested about, uh, about what is happening um, here on, on campus. This is going to be one of those, those opportunities where we are able to uh, really get to some of those key issues um, uh, that maybe we didn't get to last time. I hope we're able to have the next coming debates, but our students are thrilled to be here for the firsthand experience of this very important event happening in our state and on our campus.
1: What do we know about the format uh, for next week?
0: Uh, well, this, this is going to be a 90-minute uh, debate. The candidates uh, will, will be seated uh, taking questions from Susan Page. She's the bureau chief for USA Today. Uh, we expect almost any moment uh, now for her to reveal what the, what the topics are going to be. She won't reveal the questions, but she works with the Commission on Presidential Debates, and she will say that these are the general topic areas. And they, there are some that were, were posted uh, and asked in the last presidential debate that I think are going to be even more relevant today, particularly when it comes to COVID-19 and the response from the country.
1: Jason Perry, thank you so much for your insight. Best of luck to you next week. Looking forward to crossing paths with you again here soon and speaking to you as we uh, approach this historic debate, which will take place here uh, in the state of Utah at your campus, the University of Utah. Jason Perry, Hinkley Institute of Politics Director and right now serving as chairman of the campus's debate steering committee. Thanks again. Thank you. All righty. We're going to take a break here in a moment. When we return, I'm very much looking forward to the conversation that we'll be having. Uh, I'll welcome to the program Utah Congressman Ben McAdams for a number of reasons. He, uh, one of very few Democrats, to have voted against the stimulus package, which was voted upon and narrowly passed uh, in the House just yesterday. Negotiations are ongoing as it's uh, been made very clear uh, that the Senate uh, is not ready to to, to, to commit to the, the big numbers that are being thrown back and forth. We'll speak to him. Uh, we'll also look back on his experience as a sufferer of the coronavirus. What does it mean uh, to endure the coronavirus? And it hit him pretty hard while at the same time uh, a candidate for elected office. Ben McAdams, my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Colley.